Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of September 23rd, 2013. This is episode number 209, and I am Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval, the uh, healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. And I am joined in studio today by Robert Prevo, senior account director. And Jackie Ritaco, account manager with Interval. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Well, Thursday for us. I know, and then it's always Monday for everyone else, yeah, and they're like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy day. Happy day, everybody. Happy to be alive, everybody. Indeed. <laughs> so it sounds like this will be our last studio podcast before Shushmid. Yeah. Um, since the next week, for well, for listeners, next week will be when we'll be broadcasting live from Shushmid. So make sure to tune in for that. Those, those suckers. We'll have a schedule up so you can see uh, kind of what's going on because we've got a number of guests who will be on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be on. It'll be, be how long? I mean, how long each day? I, I forget now. I can't remember remember, remember we, what the schedule looked like. We are broadcasting basically during every exhibitor break. So Sunday night, there's an opening reception where they're then. Monday, I think there is a coffee break and a lunch. So pretty much every time that you would be entering the exhibit hall, we'll be podcasting. Okay. Okay. Podcasting. Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're taking the show on the road. So come see us. Mm-hmm. Say hi. And we are the location of our booth is so when you come in, the, I think there's a couple of entrances, right, to the main exhibit hall. Mm-hmm. And I think we're by the main entrance. So main entrance, walk in, and I think the back the back of the booth that you'll see when you walk in uh, mm-hmm. is the back of our booth. So if you kind yes. of round the corner there, that will be us right there. Yeah, there's a little pair pair of booths right when you walk in, and we're just right around the corner. Yeah, just yeah. the two of us. Who's with just- us? I forget. Do we know? But someone we're going to probably severely piss off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I think it's the no, med- meditation booth. Yeah, quiet. really. Yeah, It's the Zen booth. <laughs> well, you can't miss ours. We'll have the big arrogant healthcare marketing bastards banners behind us that uh, are beautifully obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And uh, We're kind of obnoxious. And <laughs> yeah, and if you want to participate, send an email to, you can send it to me. What the heck? Jackie at thinkinterval.com and also send along any podcast topics you might have too because we're going to need those. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening and you're gearing up to to head to Chicago, um, stop on by because we're taking uh, taking Mm -hmm. guests, bringing them in. Uh, in real time. So. Wear your flax, your armor, your under armor, <laughs> under your clothing. I, th- I heard, like yesterday, I read in the news that <laughs> Chicago has become the new murder capital of the uh, United States. I think oh, meant they needed to wear their armor to approach our booth. And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that too. Your, uh, your uh, I don't know what, sarcasm armor when you come there. With. No, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, it's the new murder, murder capital. All of oh. the population is like a third the size of New York or something. They're more wow. homicides. That's too bad yeah, to it's hear. Too bad, because Chicago is a really cool city. It is. And I've yeah. never had, I've never felt, well, I haven't been all, I've only been downtown Chicago and I've only been there a couple times. So I can't really say this like a, some native or something, but um, I've never felt unsafe in Chicago. It's always felt like a kind of a f- nice, friendly city, at least downtown in the I main when you're areas of downtown yeah. when you're walking around. It seems like there's a bustling life on the street and people are kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, don't just ignore you. They get like a smile and a, you know, you don't, I don't know. It feels it feels kind of welcoming. So it's surprising that it's now the 
hmm. the new murder capital of the United States. We were we were literally just there for my girlfriend's bachelorette party too, and we might have just been oblivious, but we didn't <laughs> notice we were the riffraff. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. I don't think you'll have to fear for your life at at the Sheraton. No, at the Sheraton. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty secluded from uh, from all of that. <laughs> so, what uh, what other announcements do we have? Well, just a few other Shishmid announcements because these are equally as important. And that is that Chris is co-presenting with Melissa, Melissa Tizon. God, I'm sure I'm botching that, so my apologies if I am. <laughs> Um, about branding new healthcare ventures, and that's Tuesday morning from 8.45 to 9.45. And then we are also hosting our second annual at Shishmid branding at the bar. So, again, with a slew of other vendors, all really cool people, well, most of them anyways. And we'll be giving away <laughs> four iPad minis this time. So, so we're, we're rocking the chances. trivia, right? We were yeah. the trivia again. That's the Writing at the bar yeah. trivia. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All of the all of our partnering vendors now are going to wonder which which ones were the uncool ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even get a giggle like, out of you two. You're just like, like, yeah, you you're right. <laughs> we know who that is. <laughs> no, they're all cool. They're all really fun. On the uh, on the last to hang out with on the last podcast, I got flack because we already said that Joel Cessna would be giving piggyback rides. Was that you that said that, Robert? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> So you never know what's going to come out of these branding at the bars, but now Joel's getting like requests for piggyback rides Good. already. So well, we should get accomplished. We should get him a t-shirt or something that says like hop on on the back or something like that. He could wear it. <laughs> Mount here. <laughs> That'll be on the back. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> on that note. So first story for the day. Uh, from This one comes to us from Bloomberg. Who ran across this one? Uh, I did. We were, this first article is about uh, medical tourism. And, you know, it seems like medical tourism is something that you heard a lot about, you know, eight, nine years ago. And it's, it's still something that uh, is really a growing industry. And so this is an article from Bloomberg, and we'll post this um, for you guys as well. But it, it, it lists out the top travel destinations for medical tourism. So it was interesting to see um, some of the places where that, you know, is – Seeing this as a booming industry and then also mm-hmm. some of the actual uh, procedures that are um, kind of predominant in these markets. So to give you a quick snapshot, um, Taiwan is number eight, um, which is interesting. Um, Turkey, number seven, with over 100,000 people visiting that country for um, procedures, mostly, wow. mostly eye surgeries, because um, apparently that is much, much cheaper in Turkey. Um, and I think for all of these, what, what I found interesting is um, Joint Commission actually accredits a lot of these hospitals. Really? Yeah. So this Patients Without Borders um, is where a lot of this data came from. And that's an organization, mm-hmm. um, let me pull it up here, that they basically monitor, monitor this. Um, and I went to their website, and it's pretty impressive. If you are interested in medical tourism, you can punch in what surgery you're looking for or if you have a geographical location you're looking to go to. And they basically pull up a bunch of hospitals, give you descriptions of kind of their, um, you know, background on the hospital, what they're what they specialize in, and you can and they'll help you actually arrange um, a trip. So it's pretty pretty impressive and um, a pretty user friendly site. And and people use medical tourism 
because it's sometimes cheaper to get these procedures abroad. And then also because some of them are like more progressive procedures that maybe we don't offer here possibly. Is that I th- right? I think a big part is the cost. I yeah. mean, some yeah. of these, for example, um, India, I think is number five on the list and you can get, um, you know, heart procedures there that are 90% cheaper than in the U S <laughs> and a lot oh, of their physicians crazy. have been trained in the U S uh, and are practicing in India. So a lot of it's cost. Um, so as people, you know, look at, at that part of it, they can often, you could go somewhere, you know, get care in a world-class facility and tack on a, a vacation on top of it and still play, pay a fraction of what you would right. in right. the U.S. In the okay. U.S. I mean, the United States comes in at number three on here, too. So mm-hmm. right. it's, it's, also, it's, it's kind of a global article versus like kind of from United States perspective. Right. So um, what does it say here? The U.S. Uh, home to some of the world's top medical speci- specialists played a host to as many as 800,000 international patients seeking help with the most difficult health conditions according to Patients Beyond Borders. So it said, despite the high prices, a world-class care for the hardest-to-treat cases made the U.S. the third most visited country for medical tourists last year. So, right. Okay. So, it is, so it's mostly cost because right. we have a, um, my fiancé's friend. His wife was diagnosed with like a terminal cancer of the spine, and she's going to Spain to have a procedure that's not done here. Huh. Hmm. So it's, I don't think it's any, has anything to do with cost. It's just a type of. Right. So hmm. they don't really mention that in this article, though, like that part of it. but Right. And I do think, you know, Adam, you point out the United States, you know, we're, we're third on the list. And I think, you know, being based in Minnesota, you know, the Mayo Clinic is a, is a huge one for that. And so, for example, I was running through this Patients, um, uh, patients Beyond Borders website and punched in, you know, heart surgery and Mayo Clinic is one of the top ones that pops mm-hmm. up. And we mm-hmm. know that they see, you know, dignitaries from, you know, ac- across the world yeah. um, that come there for their care. Yeah. I know with, um, uh, Amplatz where we've got our little boy for his, uh, his bone marrow transplant. He, um, they, they were and are treating, um, they have patients from India and, and all over cause it's that, uh, this hospital here in the Twin Cities, Amplatz Children's Hospital from the University of Minnesota, is a global destination for kids to come in. There's a couple other hospitals in the U.S. that do it too, right. um, but it's a de- it's a global destination for getting that kind of work done for a child. Mm-hmm. Hard so to treat cases type yeah. deal. And just, yeah, and just in general, there are not many places that do a bone marrow transplant done for children because hmm. I think there's maybe four hospitals in in the United States that that do that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow, so and you were pretty fortunate to, yeah, then. Yeah, it just happened to be in our backyard. Wow. That's oh, crazy. That's yeah, so we'll post this list for you guys. Um, one, one other one that was interesting is number six is Brazil. And it says that Brazil has 4,500 licensed cosmetic surgeons. Wow. Uh, and that it, the, those procedures cost about 60% less than in the U.S. And it also notes that they even have, they offer plastic surgery for pets as well. So apparently plastic surgery, what? Brazil... That's where it's at. Grumpy cats got a, uh, <laughs> does have a bright future after all. <laughs> turn that frown upside down. <laughs> <laughs> one way to get a trip to, or is that Brazil? Yeah. I, I did think it was number one was interesting too. Thailand. Yeah. Long known for sex change procedures. That's interesting. Offers one of, some of the world's best values for a variety of healthcare. Jackie and I were just talking, I'm not sure how we got on the subject, but um, before the show, we were, talk, we were talking about Kickstarter and Indiegogo a little bit. And there's actually, there's a, uh, uh, something up on Indiegogo right now, the topic of the it's a person who's trying to raise money for a sex change uh, 
procedure, but the, the title of his or her, whichever way you want to look at it, um, funding project is I was, I was born without a vagina and I'd like to correct, I'd like to fix that. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but he, he donate. He said, this person is trying to, I think he's trying to raise like eight grand to help cover the expenses involved. It's not, not to wow. pay for the whole thing, but to help pay for certain parts of it that, uh, right. That, that, that person's. And is he doing not. well? I don't or know. She? I'm not really sure. Because be you honest. can you can like see their progress, right? Like how yeah, much they're raising. Yeah, I'd have to let me huh. look. Not to digress, but <laughs> per- perhaps they're they're heading to Thailand for that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she might be. Maybe. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, he, she, he. I will still say she. Uh, correct uh, has exceeded her goal. She was trying to raise eight thousand and has raised nine thousand seven hundred and twelve. Wow, that's and cool. has fifty four days left to go. So, <laughs> would wow. not be surprised to see her raise quite a bit more. I think she had a she had a stretch goal of um, like fifteen thousand or something to help cover some other expenses, and then she was going to do something nice with that money as well. If there's any left, so wow, interesting. that's cool though. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so we'll post the list. You guys can check it out. <laughs> But that's interesting too to see people kind of crowdsourcing their uh, their 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 needs or their stories to. I know. Go through with some of these procedures. Right. I mean, you see, you hear a lot about the, you know you see, and I'm sure we've all attended benefits for people in the community who have where you mm-hmm. know didn't have good health insurance or no health insurance, but ended up coming you know having to deal with something. Um, it's just interesting to see. You know, right. it's easy to see uh, you know local like small communities and stuff kind of coming together and helping each other out. It's interesting to see people on a grand on a scale like coming yeah. together to help people out who they have. No, you know, all they know is the person's story that they chose to share. I know, um, but I don't know. A lot of times those stories can be pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So definitely very cool. So cool. Cool that these resources exist in this day and age. Uh, next, there's no getting around it. The new Chipotle ad is amazing. This is the title of a, uh, article from Gawker, which I think I, I'm guessing we all probably ran across it. Had, had I not forwarded it, I, I think everybody it. probably would have saw it. It's because it really was making the rounds yeah. that day. But, on um, Facebook too. Yeah, yeah, I ran across it on dundig.com. Um, but yeah, I'm going to guess that if you're, if you're somebody who listens to podcasts, you probably have even, you've probably been ex- seen this somewhere along the lines right. over the last week. Uh, but Chipotle has created a new... Well, it's I, like it's, a mini movie. It's, it's, an, it's an ad, but it's not an ad. It's more of a... It's a three and a half experience. Minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like an educational slash advertising slash entertainment slash emotional mm-hmm. kind of exper- experience mm-hmm. with that's, um, so part, a part of it is, is an animated, sh- I'll call it a short cause it's not really, yeah. I mean, if you think of like what you would see before like a Pixar movie, when you go to the movie theater, you know, they'll have that little short that plays before the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of along those lines. It's like, it's just a few minutes long, but it tells a story of, um, basically the commercialization of the food that we eat and moving away from it, which has been Chipotle's story kind of from the beginning. They've really tried to right, right. hang their hat on relying on local farmers and locally grown products that they, that they use in their, in their products. Which um, is a little more believable now that they've actually separated from, from McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you, if you're a long time listener of the show, probably about a year, probably a year and a half ago, I think I'm trying to look up the date from Chris this, and yeah. Jackie uh, and I did a, a show where we talked about a earlier ad from Chipotle. It was similar. It was an animated style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all about commercialization of, of food versus um, mm-hmm. 
homegrown or kind of like the whole using the hormones and yeah, all that yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, but yep. and, and so they were trying to paint the picture um, of being on the the good, the quote unquote good side of that. Mm-hmm. You know, using the supporting local local farmers, um, organic type stuff, and not the commercial hormone injected pink slime, right? You know, stuff that we might see in other places. So I don't know. The pink slime can be probably delicious too. I'm not going to rail on the pink slime. Um, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. But. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, although I don't know, maybe it is. I'm sure we've all consumed some pink slime and probably thought, hmm, la, la, la. good stuff. So, so they put this together. They have the short, but the short also leads you to a game, an iOS game. I think it's just iOS. Or is it on Android and other platforms? I think it's just iOS. So that's what I found. I think so, but that's what I found confusing. It's... So the, the explain that a little bit. Well, the game I downloaded the game and tried to play we it. Did. The, yeah, the controls really are, are bad. It might just I think it's iPhone and iPad. It's at least I had downloaded it on my iPad and played it a little bit. The controls are horrible. As a gamer, I mean, there's a lot of things I look at when I'm playing a game. Uh, animation and graphics were okay. Controls were horrible. So I didn't even get much more than like a minute into it, and I'm like, this is not even fun. Because um, you have to. It's the kind of game where you have to like tilt the iPad mm. certain ways oh, to make really? your guy move. Okay. Um, and it was just, he was difficult. What to are move. you like saving the scarecrow? Or are you saving the piggies? Or? You're at the, I think you, I think you kind of step through the story. I'm guessing okay. that you see. Um, but yeah, at the beginning you're like delivering boxes of the products in this factory. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I didn't even really even get through that. Cause I got so frustrated with trying to make this guy <laughs> run through the factory carrying boxes. Cause he kept, you would drop them and then you have to deliver like five or something. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's free. Download it. Check it out. Um, it's just because cool it's idea, interesting though. to see, yeah, mm-hmm. how an, a company mm-hmm. has uh, stepped into like the gaming realm to kind of tell their to tell their story and to get people to right. you know buy into it and believe it. So that was cool. I also ran across <laughs> an article, um, and we're done. <laughs> well, I read. I read. I was trying to. I was just flipping through my tabs trying to find this other article as I was talking here. Um, there was an interview on. Let's see, on the week. So theweek.com, uh, the brilliant minds behind Chipotle's haunting scarecrow ad. Um, we'll put this into the show notes as well so you can dig into it. But this is a couple of, they interviewed a couple of the guys from the agency who did the ad. Mm-hmm, which uh, is called I, like Moonbot Studios. Yes, yep. Okay. Um, so the, guy, the two uh, dudes' name is Brandon Oldenburg and Limbert Fabian. Um, yeah, I won't, I, mean, I won't dive into it too much here, but they go there. You see a little bit of the initial artwork. They talk about how they like landed on the scarecrow being playing the role that he plays and how the, how the crows kind of evolved into what they were, you know, rather than just being crows, they were like this robotic mm-hmm. thing. And they even, they talked about like how, why they didn't give the crows wings, but instead they had like propeller blades that kind of, you know, just helped them feel less natural and maybe much more robotic because mm-hmm. they just wanted them. And there's like, there's like no, if you, if you sit through the movie, you'll notice there's really, aside from the crows who are, who are just kind of robots themselves, you don't ever see like a bad guy, the bad. And they said that in the beginning they had like kind of evil scientists that would kind of appear behind the scenes who are kind of running the factory, but they got to the, they kind of, as the, as the story progressed and the art progressed and the concept progressed, they were like, we don't, it's not necessary. It's like this extra layer of complexity, like the, 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 this factory itself you know you 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 can assume what's behind it and it represents you know yeah. that side more than you know right. actually showing the the people behind it would mm-hmm. um so i thought that was really interesting but yeah so re- check out that article if you, if you watch the video i think it's cool check out this article um it's really fascinating to to learn about the progression of the story and and they these guys said that they were just thrilled to work with chipotle because they said that they were kind of like 
let them just go wild with their ideas. Yeah, and, I was going to say, they obviously had a lot of creative freedom yeah, to work yeah. with. Yeah, and, and when, when they went to Chipotle for feedback on, they, they said that Chipotle's feedback and ideas were also just like amazing. So it was just the way that they were like, because wow. I think at one point they said that Chipotle told them to be crazier. They're like, this isn't, this isn't crazy enough. wild enough, you know, take this even we further. We get that feedback a lot too, don't yeah, we? Yeah, that always happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're like, yeah, be crazier. You yeah, guys are like, not crazy enough. Keep getting pushed. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have that in the show notes. And there's one other thing I want to tack on to this only because it made me laugh my ass off. Um, and I won't, I will we'll just, we'll put the link to this in the show notes, but if you didn't see this one making the rounds on the internet recently as well, it's an open, it's a letter to, to the, it's, it's called dear guy who just made my burrito. Um, and it's a nice little complaint letter from a very funny, uh, writer who wrote a fairly long tirade about the way that his burrito was constructed and how disgusting and, uh, appalled he was at it, but it's hilarious. It'll make you cry. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's not a video. It's a letter. No, it's a letter. Yeah. It's just okay. text. So unless you're easily offended, then stay away. <laughs> then quit listening. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this show. And it's interesting. I'm looking at Chipotle's website. It, it's neat how they've brought this scarecrow through kind of everything. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder how much they invested in this. I mean, this is oh, a huge... A I mean, just to produce that spot. And then the game. In the game. <laughs> I mean, this is a... This is, this is the, you know, their focus. This is, but it looks cool. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, and apparently they are, let me see if I can find it here so I don't say it wrong. Um, it says, back in July, the company announced plans to become the first U.S. restaurant chain to strip its menu items of all genetically engineered ingredients. Like, that's a pretty lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool that they're going for it, and they seem to be very sincere about it. So, in this day and age, cool. it'd be interesting to see if that's even possible. <laughs> I right? know. I mean, for a some, fast food, extent, especially. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I thought there was something in the news recently about Chipotle considering adding like hormone injected cattle oh, to their really? to the, because they just either this the the supply was running low or something or I the, quali- like the quality too. of the meat they were getting that wasn't that wasn't wasn't hmm. good enough. I'm not sure, I, but I thought I remember hearing about that recently. Well, that'd really screw up these ads then. <laughs> yeah, that would. Be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there goes a few mil. Yeah, uh, check it out. It's cool. It, it is. It's it's really well done. Um, so we've got a few minutes left here. Let's jump in. So this was news just yesterday. This came out. Um, Google is launching a company oh, yeah. um, called Calico. That it's kind of strange. I mean, their goal is quote unquote to cure death. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's. That's quite lofty. I mean, there's a lot that goes into death. Well, to, to be to be a little more to add a little clarity to that, their goal is to is to is to address, I think, diseases related specifically to aging. Um, right. And they they didn't really get into specifically what it meant or what they're what they're going to do or what it's all about. Um, they just set it up as kind of a, a lofty goal, uh, a big idea, um, kind of set the stage for the fact that you know moving forward, there's such a close relationship between technology and our health in that, you know, mm-hmm. if we, we look at, we look at Google and we say, okay, you do advertising and you do search. Um, why would you, why would you be getting into, you know, something as, as, as massive as, as curing death? Right. Um, but, but, you know, the way they set it up, it really makes sense. You know, they, they say this is, this is something that we, is, isn't, it's like an overnight 
thing. This isn't something where you're going to see something from us even like in the next couple of years. They're like, this is like a 20 to 30 year Oh yeah, I would imagine project, if you will, discovered the fountain of youth. (laughs) Yeah, that we're going to start exploring now in hopes that you know Mm -hmm. we've gained the knowledge, like with the next couple decades, to actually start to do something with it or have it allow it to make a difference in in what we do or to 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 make that connection there. So very interesting. I mean, super interesting. One is it? I saw just a a little spot from ABC News where they were talking to people and where they want to talk with people who have you know lived long, long, you know, prosperous lives. And I can't help but think a lot of this is going to come back to the obvious stuff that we all, <laughs> that right. we already know, you know, <laughs> that Fountain Eve is, is probably making smart decisions and eating right. And, you know, yeah. I, I think we all know that there's really no magic potion to, to live know, eliminating, you know, some of these things. Right. It's about doing everything you can to, mm-hmm. you know, do right by your body. Right. Um, Right. But we'll see. I mean, it is a, it's an interesting project. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously quote unquote curing death introduces a whole new, you know, spectrum. Is that literally of, what they said though? Curing death? Yeah. I'm not wow. sure if they're just trying to, uh, you know, set, be dramatic with how they set it up. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's part of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if that really is their goal, you know, that introduces a whole new set of problems to, you know, if if you look at death as one problem, <laughs> if you look at, no death is, is probably a much bigger problem than, <laughs> right. than death itself. <laughs> when we talk about overpopulation and, you know, everything that comes along with that. Right. And just, you know, and in, not in to get into like the emotional side of it. Do you want to, you want to be the one who can live forever while those around, unless, unless we all are, you know, oh, I feel like we could have some like major philosophical, watch your like, children, or, right. you know, go through life and die. And you're still, I mean, that doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> I don't want to live forever. But I think you know they're That's they're hitting on they're hitting on something that is like you said really emotional because you know as people age you know everyone's trying to you know it seems like look younger and right. remain youthful and right that's a that's a that's a big business you know that that whole whole industry so yeah there's a commercial side to it that's for mm-hmm. sure <laughs> I will say that when you said that they explained it as their venture to like cure death or whatever. That's much more appealing than what I'm reading here, which says it's a new company focused on health and well being. in particular, the challenge of aging and associated disease. It is, it's like, no, okay. Yeah. Who, who isn't, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Who's, who's <laughs> not doing that today? I know everybody's focusing on health and well being, And yeah, that yeah. sounds a little less eventful, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, interesting. We'll yeah. see if it, what comes about it here in the next, well, who knows? 30 in years from now, when I'm, yeah, when I'm, you know, in my mid sixties, hopefully they will have uh, done something <laughs> Right. because I'll probably want their uh, solution by that point. But you're good now. No, I'm good now. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, we're cool. pretty close to a half hour. We probably wrap it up there. huh? Yeah. Get exciting for some, get excited for some. Live streaming. Really, yeah, some live streaming and some really interesting business <laughs> next week. <laughs> nice. Some action-packed Shishmid podcast action. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll get the schedule out kind of in advance, I think, of who's going to be on, uh, mm-hmm. when they're going to be on, when we'll be on, so you know when to tune in live. Um our plan is to for you to be able to tune in on whatever device you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there or on your lap or in front of you on your desk. So um, the typical there, the uh, URL where you can listen will be thinkinterval.com slash live. That will right. always be the location of our live streams when we are doing them. Uh, so make sure to 
stop there if you want to uh, check it out. Follow us on Twitter at yeah. intervalcrew.com. That's mm-hmm. at intervalcrew.com. If you've got uh, something you want to talk about or to have us talk about on the podcast yep. while we're there, feel free to tweet it at us that way. Mm-hmm. Email Jackie. She said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Which is I'll be there. Jackie at thinkinterval.com. <laughs> and I suspect we'll probably also post um, the schedule and information on Facebook as well. So you can find us there, facebook.com slash thinkinterval. Facebook website, Twitter, boom. Mm-hmm. We'll be covering all of our we'll bases next weekend, yeah. Indeed. All right. So with that, signing off the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Adam Meyer. Robert Prevo. Jackie Ritaco. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>